0: So, uh, I don't know if you think that this series, I need to be happy all the time through this series, because uh, I hear that music and I'm thinking, I feel like I ought to be happier than I am right now walking out, you know, but it's when, it's been a day, you know, it's it, for you probably too, it's been a day. Hey, last weekend we looked at two, and you know, we don't shy away from theolo- theological terms here at Hope Church, we think it's important for you to... To know, when you hear a theological term, not only what it is, but we'll explain what that means. So, last weekend we talked about the incarnation of Christ and uh, the exaltation of Jesus Christ. We were looking at Philippians chapter 2. So you say, so what are those? Well, the incarnation is simply this, that God became man. Jesus took upon himself human flesh. And he did that so that he could live the life we should have lived and die the death we should have died. So the incarnation means that Jesus became a man. He was born uh, to Mary, a virgin, uh, as a baby in Bethlehem. Jesus, who is God, took on human flesh and lived the perfect life and ultimately died on a cross as a criminal. I mean, that's how people viewed him, who crucified him, for us. He who knew no sin became sin for us. So that's the incarnation. God became man. All right. The exaltation is where uh, Jesus is exalted above all others. Uh, And Paul talked about that in the passage. He said, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow uh, in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the father. So he will be exalted from one end of the universe to the other. So that's the incarnation, God became man, and the exaltation that one day every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus. That's what we looked at last weekend. Uh, we also mentioned that Jesus was the ultimate undercover boss. And I found a verse for that. I found a verse because you want to have a verse when you're supporting a TV show that's found in the Bible. And it's John chapter 1, verse 10. Let me read it to you and, do, and, do, don't, and, and just see if that seems like it's an undercover boss thing. John said about Jesus, He came into the very world He created, but the world didn't recognize Him. <laughs> Jesus is the ultimate undercover boss, right? And uh, He didn't just come to work within the company to make it better. He came to save the company, save us, right? So this weekend what we're going to do is we're going to see how Jesus works within us and alongside us to accomplish his purposes in our lives. And we're going to see that it's a co-work, that God works in us, and we work also. Because Paul's going to use a phrase, and we're going to look at this over a little bit more in the passage. Uh, he says, Work out your salvation work out your own salvation and we're going to look at that phrase because it has implications some people will go there and say see you've got to earn your salvation so turn to page 900 in a chair bible philippians chapter 2 we're going to start at verse 12 and we're going to just do about six verses uh, this weekend so philippians chapter 2 verse 12 page 900 and i'll start reading and there's a couple of uh, important phrases in here that we want to see Philippians 2, verse 12, page 900. Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you, and now that I'm away, it is even more important... Here's the next phrase you might want to underline in your, your Bible. Work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with a deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what, he please, what pleases Him. Do everything without complaining or in arguing so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God. Shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Hold, hold firmly to the word of life. Then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. But I rejoice even if I lose my life, pouring it out like a liquid offering to God, just like our faithful service is an offering to God. And I want all of you to share that joy. Yes, you should rejoice. And I will share your joy. Now, another more literal translation says this uh, in verses 12 and 13. Therefore, my beloved brother, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my, as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to work his good pleasure. So Paul is basically saying uh, something very important He's basically saying, because of what God has done in your life, because of the work that he's done in your life, here's what I want you to do. And he says the phrase we're going to look at, work out your own salvation. Now, notice what he says. He says, work out. He doesn't say work for. It's very important. He could have said that, but he didn't. He didn't say work for your salvation. Paul is saying we are to work out the implications of our salvation. Now, what does that mean? Well, we know in Scripture, and it's really important in Scripture, that you, you try to find passages when you're looking for doctrine and theology in Scripture, that you're finding passages of Scripture that are very clear, that they're not obscure verses. The worst thing you can do is...